Good morning. It is Monday, April 12th, 8.03 a.m. I hope you all had a good week. I know I did. It was very busy and productive. I made a lot of stuff and sold a lot of stuff. Very little thrift store shopping um, this week. I've been just trying to like focus on just sewing and putting it in the shop as soon as I make something. Um, I had a really good night's sleep, which was amazing. And I hope tonight's rest will be just as as um, peaceful. Um, so I woke up this morning and my inbox had a message request. I clicked on the request and I opened it and it was a super annoying message and it goes like this. Hello, I have seen your rat sweater and I fell madly in love with it. I love sewing and was wondering if you would find it okay that I recreated it for myself. I will not sell it, of course. I think it is the least I can do to ask you if you are okay with it. I love what you do and will keep following it with love. Or if you have a pattern you sell for it, I am happy to pay. No. I wrote them back just real simply like, no, not okay at all. I'm waiting for them to respond so then I can just block them. I want to make sure that they saw my response before I block them. Oh, God. Such a no. The thing that really bothers me, people, I've I've noticed this before. People will ask me um, a really annoying question or impose on me, and they're like, I ask with love, following with love. Honey, I've got love. Love is showing respect for people's boundaries. It, I mean, I guess it's okay that she asked, you know, and there's two possible answers, but this kind of shit just pisses me off. Like, no, don't copy me. Because I'm the only person who can make those sweaters the way that they look. That's comes from my hands. And you can try to recreate it, but it won't be the same. And it won't be as good and it won't lay right because I have all these little tailoring tricks that I do that make it look hot on the body. And I've been sewing for almost 40 years. So I'm sorry, that's longer than this person's probably been alive. Um, <laughs> just, and then a pattern? Why not just buy the fucking sweater from me? Yeah, let me just sell you the pattern to this coveted creation. It's because I'm, I kind of feel like it's because I'm not famous or something that combined with like the accessibility of the the platform I'm on that people think I'm their little chum or something sometimes. And that's not what I'm about at all. I'm not your chum. Um, but yeah, it was, it was kind of infuriating, but also kind of funny. If you really want to upset somebody, just say, I'm doing this with love. It's, it's so fucking irritating. My mom used to say that before she would whip me with a belt. Maybe I'm just triggered by that when people say that because it's, it always is accompanied by something that's so awful. Anyway, 
that was a hoot. So yeah, it's been bustling and I'm going to get my vaccination this week. Hopefully I'm looking forward to that. I wanted to wait for the elders to get theirs and now it seems like it's really available to everyone. So I'm going to get it over with. And yeah, Sean and Amisha were selling plants and homemade condiments um, at the Royal Cuckoo Market yesterday. So I put down my sewing and went over there and met Mitz, who I hadn't seen in several months. Um, it was really great to see her. We caught up and talked about our kitties and cuddled and cooed. Um, Bridget is back in town. She was in England during the quarantine. Um, I don't know that she's staying for good, but yeah, she was just walking down the street. And we're like, oh, hey, Bridget. So nice to see her. She's such a lovely person. Um, who else stopped by? Sarah, Donnell, Doug. Um yeah, I chilled out for a while. I lost about four hours of work time, but I realized I hadn't been outside the house all day. And then it got really cold. So then I rode my bike back. But yeah, it's it's been an interesting week. Um, I filed for a divorce on Thursday, so that felt good. So many of you guys that are listening probably already know that I was married to someone for a brief period, um, which I can't really go into the details of that right now, but, um, yeah, we were still technically married. So I'm going to have somebody serve the papers soon. Um, but it feels really good. That might be why I'm sleeping better. Um, it's just this like thing that's in the back of my mind and I don't know, it's it's like for another episode down the road, but I can't wait till everything's final and it feels really good. It felt really good to be in San Francisco um, in, the, in the place, I guess it's like a courthouse of some sort um, on McAllister Street and looking at the building across from it where I had gotten married. At first I was a little lost because I get, I'm not that great at directions. <laughs> so I was like, okay, which one is it? Because all the buildings look the same. But I was like, okay, well, we know it, it wasn't City Hall because that's where I got married. So it was across the street. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, the, the clerk was very helpful and nice. And then... Um, yeah, there there was a big Chinese dragon hanging on the ceiling inside the courthouse and it made me feel safe that I was like this is San Francisco and it's a wonderful city and I'm so happy to be here. Soon I'll be a divorcee living in San Francisco, which would be even better. So Lock up your husbands. Just kidding. I don't want any of them. Ugh. 
no thank you they're all nice but i'm i want someone fresh and new um but you know <laughs> there is that whole thing that song rated x like by loretta lynn so hilarious so yeah i've just been doing that um and yeah, designing things. I'm going to make some more pillows out of this satin fabric that I bought. It's beautiful, like vintage satin. It's nice and thick. I love the way satin smells too. It has a certain scent to it. I think it's because of the way, you know, the I guess dust molecules or whatever it is breaks down on the on the fine weave of the fabric. So, yeah. Um, about two weeks ago, a young man named Isaiah was shot and killed right outside of the parking lot of the apartment where I live. Um, he was killed on the 24th street side of the street. And I heard, I didn't know who he was or, or who it was that was getting shot, but I remember hearing the shots. It was about six rapid fire shots at 9 PM on a Tuesday night, two Tuesdays now coming up on three Tuesdays ago. And I don't know all the details of the incident, but what I do know is that there's that he was well loved and he was gone too soon. He died he like judging from the pictures of him, I think he was maybe not more than twenty five years old at most. Um he was a Latinx and I believe he lived in the neighborhood or something. Um but there's a ton of candles. There's probably about a hundred um, altar candles out there on that side. In tribute to him, there's some balloons and, of course, the you know ubiquitous bottles of cognac that have been emptied and little mementos and flowers and things. But this is one of the largest and longest standing um, tributes to him. And I've seen people out there paying homage to him when I've gone on the way to grocery outlet. It's so chilling to, that's what I hate about violence. Like the sounds of violence. Like, you hear gunshots, you know something's happening, or it could be someone's washer or washing machine malfunctioning or something like that. But usually in my neighborhood, if you hear gunshots, it's gunshots. You know, if you hear something that sounds like a gun. And then just the way sound travels with a gunshot, like sometimes you'll hear a gun, but it'll be fired. It may sound closer, but because of like the weather or the wind, it makes it sound like it's it's actually farther away. Or sometimes you hear like a little ping and it's just in the alley. But this was really distinctive and it 
we could hear it. And Rob, everybody in the, the building heard it. And wow, that was the sound of someone being killed. It's just really fucking heavy. It's so heavy. It's our lives are so fragile and just just hanging in the balance, you know? Life is our lives are precious. Just you know, and it, it's directly across from the the street from a mural, which I've I've talked about this mural before. It's directly across the street from the mural that is dedicated to the young Guatemalan man who was stabbed. I believe he was stabbed in the alley. Or very close to the alley. Just very... Um, it's very sad. But that's life in the mission, too. Life is... Life and death are intertwined. And I'm glad to be living in the mission, living where I am. Um, I would love to live in a two-bedroom apartment, but that's just not happening right now. I looked. There's no such thing as a two-bedroom apartment in San Francisco, and that's where I want to live, is here. So, yeah, I didn't see any matinees this week. I meant to, but I've pretty much seen all the movies that are out, except for Raya the Dragon and another film called Nobody. But <laughs> I've done seen them all up. Hollywood's all dried up. Um, and then Prince Philip died. I believe it was two days ago. Or the ninth, so three days ago, and then DMX died. Which with DMX, that's it's so unfair. He's not much older than me. Like, it's so unfair. He should have been able to enjoy fifty more years with Prince Philip. I think that they, I have a personal theory that's, you know, somewhat cockamamie, but it's basically this, that they have been keeping the king and queen, or excuse me, the prince and Queen Elizabeth alive for a longer period, not just with the undue royal pampering that they receive, but with special cocktails of stem cells and, um, you know, plasma and some sort of natal nutrients that they have in supply. That the, And I believe that on the heels of royal scandal, first with Prince Andrew being a total perv, and then, you know, William and Meghan leaving, stepping down, and then talking to Oprah, I feel like 
his death couldn't have come at a better time um, to try to put some focus away from the more salacious details of the royal's life and reset them, you know, in the public eye. Because I think it's kind of interesting that they... I mean, he's old. He was old. He was like 99 years old. But, I mean, he probably could have gone for a few more years um, on the special, on the drip, which I, I call it. Um, I think they took him off the drip, and he, he, he consented to do so, to be taken off the drip. Because guess what? The queen is still supple. And that's, that's what I think is due to her magical concoction that she takes. You know, this is just speculation. But I believe that they work because they are so um, intermarried for so many generations and because they have had a legacy of blood disorders in that family line, um, that they do they do things behind closed doors to fortify and strengthen their blood because that's all they have. Um, and I definitely believe the queen benefits from that too. And they probably get people started on some kind of, like the younger royals, quote younger, like Prince Charles, they probably get them started on some variety of that kind of I guess it'd be like a this concoction would be a form of therapy anyway this is just a bunch of of, of hooey <laughs> but I do think about it a lot and I also have some very disturbing theories about what was really said to William and Megan about their the pending birth of their child um, and why they would not speak on it on national television. I believe that it was not just involved racism, but it involved something else that was so serious that I just don't even feel comfortable talking about it here. But if I see you face to face, and you want to know what it is, we can talk about it. Uh, this is something I do not even feel comfortable texting with anyone about. So just to let you know. But um, I will segue into this because there's some intersectionality with it. That there was this awful man who was somewhat famous, a really famous kind of like television personality in England in the 70s named Jimmy Saville. Um, kind of like Saville Row Taylors. And he became close with the royal family. And he was kind of like the Jeffrey Epstein of the 70s in a way. Um, he was a sexual predator. He would go to schools and homes for disadvantaged youth. And he would... Um, he would prey upon the young women there and do bad things to them. And he 
was also part of a network of other sleaze bags like Gary Glitter, who ran a kind of like a sex trafficking ring. And they also hobnobbed with the royals and Jimmy was kind of the fall guy for some of the royals behind Castle Doors activities, if you catch my drift. This is not a conspiracy. This is something that got swept under the rug. So, um, unfortunately, I feel that the reason why I'm bringing it up is I feel that the whatever the firm or whatever the queen told William and Meghan was something that was equally as disgusting that was very I just I I will tell you someday but it would have to be in person so yeah anyway yeah the royal family is beyond fucked up um we all know that and it's more than just, you know, people say, oh, it's a useless institution. But it's the people that are holding it up and keeping it there. We have to wonder what it would look like if there were no monarchy there. A figurehead may be just part and parcel of <clears throat> the culture, of British culture, you know. Um, I like that there's a royal family um And I don't even know why I like it. <laughs> I think I like hearing about them and reading about them. And the the salacious details, they don't give me a thrill. They give me concern, though. Maybe if, the, maybe if it weren't, weren't so meshed in blood and corruption and white supremacy, I would probably be uh, more on board with this particular family. Anyway, I could talk about this for a long time, but I've got to start shipping. It's the bane of my existence. I've got so much shipping to do. I'm almost out of coffee. I've got to go and get coffee, beans, to be clear, and some heavy cream. I need to buy cucumbers. I think I want to make a Vietnamese-style salad with either duck breast or some chicken breast with a skin on it. Just do like a five-spice thing. Anyway, that will happen later. You guys have a great week. I'll talk to you next week. Take care. Bye-bye.